virtue. What comes to mind when you hear that word? One of my favorite definitions for virtue is a beneficial quality or power of a thing. We are all filled with our own virtues, personal strengths and power within us that are gifts given to us by God. The real magic happens when we recognize our virtues and become guardians of these virtues, using them for the good of others. Join me, your host, Elisa Lindsay Johnson, as I talk to amazing guardians of virtue who all have one thing in common, a desire to use their gifts for good. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, you are emboldened with your own virtues. Let us all strive to be guardians of virtue. What is up, my friends? On episode 25, which is today, (laughs) we are going to talk about what it means to be a guardian of service. Now, let me give you some background on today's podcast because I um, experienced something that I've never experienced before that led to the topic of this podcast, and I want to share it here. So Saturday morning, after we had had a couple of a couple of experiences with serving others and having the opportunity to serve others um, throughout the week in various ways. Um, Saturday was no different. And my husband was leaving in the morning uh, at seven for it to serve a friend in our ward uh, congregation. And he gave me a kiss and said goodbye. And in the mornings, if I don't have to get up, <laughs> usually we'll just kiss him and then go back to sleep and so that was one of these mornings where I kissed him and said love you goodbye and (laughs) then I went back to sleep and I don't know how long I was asleep for I don't feel like it was for very long but I started having this I don't know if it was a it was kind of a dream I guess where this list started going through my head and and then I had the thought wake up, get your journal and write this down. And so I did, I got, I woke up and I pulled my journal out of my bedside table. Cause like, well, I keep two journals. I have one that I write in every single day. That's my gratitude journal slash goals journal slash this is what's going on slash this is um, why life is really hard <laughs> journal slash this is the, all of the evidence that God uh, works in my life journal. And then I have a journal that is specifically for ideas and dreams and um, not dreams like that I dream at night, but like dreams, like things I want for the future and, or like um, creative ideas or like if I have a design for the like I do a lot of garden stuff in there. So if I plant out a new space, I'll sketch it out or um, write plants that I want or dates that I plant things. And then it's also, I write other stuff. Like the whole podcast was kind of born in that journal, like the whole thought process of how I came to the title and the topic and stuff like that. So I keep both of these journals in my in my bed table and so i had this journal i pulled it out grabbed a pen and quickly wrote down the five things on the list but what what was interesting was when i was grabbing the journal i kind of forgot 
the list, but then as soon as I put the pen to the paper, like the, the, each item came to my mind. And as I was writing the items down, I just, I was like, this is, this is what it means to be a guardian of service, or these are the ways to be a guardian of service. And, and I was like, oh, that's going to be my next podcast episode. But I didn't have to wake up early on Saturday and he wanted to go back to sleep. Usually I can't go back to sleep. Um, and so I was laying there or so I like put the journal down and then I laid back down and a, a couple moments later I had another idea come to my mind to add to the list. And so I sat up and grabbed the open the journal again and grabbed the journal and I wrote that idea down and I was like, okay, maybe I need to keep the journal out. <laughs> and so I just kept the journal out and on my like on my stomach. And I laid back down and that happened two more times where I had another item to add to the list. And uh, looking back at my list when I was preparing for this podcast, you could tell that I was tired because <laughs> the writing is not terribly legible. Um, but it was such a cool experience. I've never experienced that where like a dream um, or in, like a dream is, you know, like is inspiration like the holy ghost and gives you inspiration in a dream or that you just that i've heard of stories where people receive inspiration when they're sleeping and they have to wake up and write it down or whatever that's never really happened to me and so this is kind of the first time for that for me and so it was a really cool experience to have and um i had been like racking my brain and really trying to think about what i should do this for this week's podcast and i just there were a couple ideas that I had, a couple, like, guardian of love was one that I was thinking, or um, guardian of, oh, sacrifice was another one I was thinking of, um, and different things like that. But it's interesting because subconsciously service was just on my mind because of all the opportunities we had last week to do that. And so I think Heavenly Father was preparing me to receive that revelation. And I totally believe, and I've talked about it with people on this podcast before, that um, that Heavenly Father wants us to succeed in our endeavors, and and we can pray and ask for help in anything that we do. I pray about my garden. I pray about my house. Um, I pray about my husband's work. I pray, like it's okay to pray about you know anything that you do. I think Heavenly Father wants to be involved with us in our lives. And so he wants us to be happy and wants us to succeed. And so I think it's totally okay to pray for, for things like that. And I podcast is something I felt that he inspired me to do. And so I'm grateful that he answered that prayer. Because um, I definitely prayed to know what I should talk about this week. I do every time. And but it was fun to just receive such direct, such a direct answer. And so when I was going, when I was preparing and going back and looking at the list, some of them just kind of seemed a little weird to me or um, just I had to think about it for a little bit. So um, sorry, I yawned. It is 930 <laughs> at night. I'm tired, um, but I really want to get this out on time so i will do this right <laughs> so i am going to go through this list and talk about 
each item on the list. Um, they're kind of chronological, not really. <laughs> like, you don't have to do, like, these step-by-step. You don't have to do the step-by-step order in order to serve. They're just different ideas and ways that will help your service improve. And so first I want to read a couple quotes that I came across that I think are important reminders that help us remember the reason why we serve. So the first quote I came across was by Mahatma Gandhi. And I think when all of us think of him, we think of service. He was a great, he was so good at serving other people. So Mahatma Gandhi said, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. It's really close to some scriptures that basically say the same thing in the Bible and the Book of Mormon. Um, We will find ourselves when we lose ourselves in the service of others. Uh, Next, the next quote is by Muhammad Ali, who said, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. I really like that because it reminds us that that we don't own where we live, even though, I mean, we may pay, you know, pay, we have made, may have paid for the land and bought our house and may own it outright. But really, truly, it's all a gift from Heavenly Father and we're just stewards over it. And so that's a good reminder. And the way we we show Heavenly Father our gratitude for what we have is through serving his children. So that is, I love that reminder. And I love the way he worded it, that it's, it's, it's the way we pay rent for living on earth. This next one is by, um, I'm going to butcher this name, Rabindrana Tagore, 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 Tagore maybe. He said, I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service. I acted and behold, service was joy. I can't remember a time. Well, let me read the next quote and then I'll tie those two together. The next one's by Dieter F. Uchtdorf who said, often the answer to our prayer does not come while we're on our knees, but while we're on our feet, serving the Lord and serving around us. Uh, I have countless experiences of times where um, I was going through something hard and uh, decided to serve someone, and in turn, I felt joy. And uh, also, times when I found answers to my prayers, um, that is a very real. I'm going to say it's an eternal law. It's a very real truth and law that when we serve people, um, we are blessed and we will find joy. My mom. There was a a time in college, and I think I've even talked about it here, I don't know, (laughs) where I uh, was really disappointed and depressed because I um, hadn't gotten into the piano program, and the piano piano professor basically told me that I didn't have what it took, and um, I definitely was depressed, and my mom said that... The best way for me to feel better was to find somebody who needed help and serving them. And so I remember um, I had the opportunity to visit the girl who I ministered to um, in my ward and visiting her just totally uplifted me. And I definitely have a testimony that that when we serve others, we are happier, generally happier than if we don't. 
it is always more important to look outside ourselves. So on to the eight ways that I wrote down on Saturday um, while I was sleeping or in between sleeping, I suppose. (laughs) So here are the eight ways to be a guardian of service. The first way I was about to say that it's quite obvious, but I think sometimes we it's not obvious or we forget or it's not something we even think to do. But heavenly, the first way is to pray for guidance because it's important to remember that God knows his children better than we do. Uh, he knows what they need. He knows what their desires are. He knows he knows them. And they're his spirit children just like we are. And so he knows exactly the right timing and when things are needed. Um, and so I encourage you for this one to, if you're on social media, to go to my friend Lita, Lita, Lita Merrill's Instagram page and go to her Father's Day post. I just read, yeah, Father's Day was yesterday, and I, I read it yesterday, and um, and it's just a good testimony that Heavenly Father looks out for you, even during the really hard times, and that he'll send the most unlikely angels to help you out, and I was really grateful that she shared that with me. Heavenly Father really knows us, and he knows what we need, and he knows the really trying things that we have to go through and the struggles and the disappointments and everything life life is suffering in fact i think i think that was another a guardian that i was trying to think of was or that I was possibly considering was being a guardian of suffering because suffering is part of life it's not something that we can avoid um it's whether you're good or bad or rather make good choices or bad choices mostly like you cannot avoid suffering that's part of life that's part of our test that's how we learn that's how we grow and heavenly father heavenly father um knows what we need so it's important to include him in our service number two is the most unusual one (laughs) in the list and i wrote it down and i just remember thinking this can't be one of them what that makes no sense to me and and uh, but i i just felt like i should write it down like it was part of the list and i should not delete it or exit out so when you hear this one you might be like what because that's what i did so it took me a little bit of time to figure it out figure out what i think he means when when i got this one um and that is to be above the axis and it feels so weird to say that out but loud. But when I dug into this one deeper, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. It not kind of, it opened my eyes a little bit and it made me think about service in a little bit different way and reminded me of how I should look at serve service. So first I looked up the definition for axis and because I just couldn't quite figure out like what type of axis he means. Like so I looked up the definition for axis, axis and um, an axis is a line passing through the center of an object that rotates. Uh, it is also a fixed reference line or a central part in a structure. So I was like, well, live be, like be above the axis. It sounds like axis is like the center part of something. 
And then like my mind, of course, went to like gospel thinking. I was like, Jesus Christ is kind of like an axis. We should revolve our lives around him, around him. But I don't think that's what Heavenly Father meant when he said like when with beyond or be above the axis. So it must be a different axis. And as I started thinking about it more, I thought about an axis that the world points us to that tells us we should revolve around. And that axis, axis, well, it's such a weird, interesting word to say. That axis is self-care. And I know that you guys are probably, uh, maybe you're rolling in your eyes, or maybe you're not sure what I mean by self-care. And um, self-care is good. But I do think that sometimes we take self-care to the extreme at the sacrifice of others, like our family and our children. And it's a delicate balance that we need to strike. And I think far too often, at least what you see on social media, uh, self-care is, is the religion that people want you to follow. And it's not... There's a better way. I'm not saying that self-care is not important. I just think that there's a tendency to be selfish when when you self-care and if you're not careful. So here is self-care in the Lord's way. And I think that this is what being above the axis means. When we do things the Lord's way, we are above the axis of what the world tells us we should revolve ourselves around. And so to me, the Lord's way is not self-care, but it is self-reliance. And when we strive for self-reliance, that still make, that makes room in our lives for serving others and for caring for others. And so being above the axis means we strive for self-reliance. Robert D. Hell said, only when we are self-reliant can we truly emulate the Savior in serving and blessing others. And if we are to be self-reliant, the Lord's way, there are six ways we need, six things, six areas we need to focus on. We need to focus on our education. Um, are we well, ed like, have we sought the kind of education we need to, to be self-reliant? Have we gone to school? Have we... Uh, if we don't want to go to school, do, have we had like sought an internship or uh, just strive to learn the most we can so that we can do the best at our job or whatever we're doing? Education is incredibly important. And as human beings, we should strive to be learning our whole lives, even when we're out of school and we're moms or dads and we have other things going on. Learning should always be a, we should be forever learning. Because there's always new things we can learn. Number two in the self-reliant categories is to strive to be healthy. Um, I know uh, for me that is a challenge in some ways. Um, but it's something that I'm working on and lean heavily on the atonement of Jesus Christ. And I am grateful that he forgives 70 times 7 because there are some things with being healthy that are just a big struggle for me and um like sugar <laughs> or yeah and so that's one where we can strive to be and again like i said being healthy is a challenge especially in our society today but i think that self-reliance comes from when we're self when we're self-reliant and being healthy 
just we're striving to be healthy and to be our best healthy selves and taking care of our bodies that are temples from God. Okay. Number three in the Lord's way of being self-reliant is seeking employment to provide for your family. Or I'm going to add supporting your spouse if you are the one staying home and taking care of your children so that they can seek employment. Um, Number, what number am I on? Four is to have a basic supply of food and water and money and money and savings for a rating day. Um, I feel like that's a really big challenge, especially with how the economy is right now. It's hard to, to keep food storage, but I know that you'll be blessed for trying. And I think that the church says that we should start with trying to have a 72 hour, 72 hours worth of food storage. And then lastly, to be financially prudent. So if we focus on doing all of those six things and, and keeping our axis rotating, rotating around that axis, we would be able to better emulate the Savior because we are self-reliant. Like Robert D. Hill said, when we can emulate the Savior because we're self-reliant, we can serve others. Thomas S. Monson said, unless we lose ourselves in service to others, there's little purpose to our own lives. That's a big statement, but I know that when we strive to serve, we feel like we have more purpose in our lives. Every movie ever, the like every movie ever where there's somebody down and out and there's just some like awful thing that happened when they started serving others and looking outward, they were blessed. One movie I really like is Under the Tuscan Sun, and she like she gets divorced and decides to go on a trip to Tuscany, to Italy, and finds this house that she just buys, and she becomes friends with these people there and like hires people to work, and she just loves on them and serves them, and she just she be- her life becomes full and happy again, and and it's because she served. Service is important. Number three on my list of ways to be a guardian of service is to reach out. Serving serving others requires that we be a guardian of action. And if you want to go back, I do have an episode. Episode 21 talks about being a guardian of action. So if you want to go back and learn more about that, please go to that episode. People don't like asking for help. We've created a culture in our country, in the world, I don't know where asking for help is bad, almost taboo, but that's not the Savior's way. We were never supposed to do anything on our own. Living well really does take a village, but because no one likes to ask for help, we need to reach out for them or to them. And you may ask the question, well, how do we know when someone needs help? The answer is kind of multifaceted. First, go to the first step to serving. Pray. Ask Heavenly Father for help. Then be a guardian of action. I think this requires paying attention to people, getting to know the people around you. Uh, Once you do that, you'll be able to notice when behavior or mood might be kind of off, and you can check in on them and see how they're doing and then figure out a way to serve them. Sometimes, too, people just need to know that someone cares and is looking out for them, and it's so easy to text. Uh, That's my favorite way is to text people. Uh, number four is to show up. 
I've mentioned this before, but I love the friendships in movie. Best friends always seem to show up for each other, heck or high water. The world needs more of that. Showing up means being there for people, even when it's hard or you are busy. I think that's really important to point out that service never really comes at a good time. But when we take the time out of our busy schedules to serve others, then we brighten someone else's day. And that is truly what matters most because that is what the Savior would do. Number five is to prove that you really want to serve. And this one might be slightly unusual, but uh, I think people need to know. And it, it goes with show up too, I think. But people need to know that you have their back and that you offer a ser- your offer of service is not a one-time thing. And, and I don't mean like this saying that, like, I don't want that to sound like you should be taken advantage of or anything. But I think people need to know that you're available for them. And people are afraid of being dropped or forgotten. And so sometimes they might test you. Uh, but this is where number four, showing up, comes into play too. I talked about this in episode 19 too, about being a guardian of friendship. People need to know that you'll be there for them. Sometimes they will test you and continue to say no. But when we continue to offer to serve, then they will realize that you really want to help them out. And I think they'll be more willing to do, willing to let you help. And so I think that's really important is that they know that you want to serve really. And when we offer to serve, there's always the classic offer of please let me know if you need anything. I know I've done that multiple times (laughs) in my life. In fact, multiple times this week. And while this offer is good, it kind of can fall flat. And I'll tell you why. I don't think people know exactly what they need in the moment of their distress. And so it could be stressful trying to think of something for someone to do to help them. And so we need to be specific instead of just offering to help. I have a friend that's really good, really good about this. In fact, I mentioned her as being a guardian of friendship in episode 19. She's taught me that it's important to pay attention and to find ways to serve other people. And when they're in distress, we, 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 we don't give them the option to say no. And what I mean by that is if we know what they're going through, then we can offer a very specific thing to help them out. She, so we have a friend whose husband is in the military and he was, he had his pinning ceremony a couple weeks ago. He was going up a rink and we knew she was really stressed out and not really stressed out, but yeah, that they just had family coming into town. Her son was graduating and it just kind of all happened at once and she had to get all the food and prep work done for the, for this pinning ceremony. And my friend decided that she was going to offer to help like set up the food and put it, put it out and make sure that there's enough food during, you know, the time when people was eating, were eating and stuff like that. And so she told my friend, that's what she's going to do. She didn't say, if you need anything, please let me know. No, she said, she said, I'm going to show up to the, to the building at six o'clock to help set up food. Let me know when I can come get the food at your house. And so, and then she texted me and our other friend and asked us to go help too. So, and we were able to help out 
And it was such a good experience and it was fun to be able to do that for our friend. And she didn't have to worry about the food. She was able to visit with other pe- with the people there and to support her husband. And so it was really important. But that's what my friend does. She's, she's just good at knowing how people need help. And then she just does it. She doesn't ask if she can do it. She just does it and it always works out. And so uh, I'm grateful for her example. So be specific. Tech, tell the person, I want to bring you dinner tomorrow. What time can I drop it off? Can I come take your kids for the day? Oh my goodness. So I had the flu a couple weeks ago and um, I was in, I was basically in bed for almost a whole week. And it was, I felt so bad because I couldn't really do anything for my kids and they watch TV too much and I watch TV too much and because that's all I could do. And so I have a friend who, um, took my kids for an evening one day that week for like four hours. She just came and picked them up and took them. And I nearly cried just because um, it was nice to feel seen. And it was nice to have that offer of help. And she could see that my kids were like, she just knew that my kids needed to get out of the house. And she, I'm going to cry. I'm so dumb that I'm crying. But she, she didn't, she, she's like, can I please, she did ask, can I come, please come get your kids, um, they can come and swim and have dinner with us, and I almost said no, because I don't want to burden anyone, but I felt like I should say yes, and so I did, and my kids had so much fun, and I just almost cried when she came to get me, because I think COVID has made people scared to be around other people when they're sick, and so when you're sick, you can feel kind of forgotten, because people are afraid to get sick. And she came and came into my house. I hadn't, I hadn't sanitized anything. And I tried to stay far away from her when she was taking the kids. And then I started crying and she came in and, and I was like, no, 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 you don't have to be close to me, please. I don't want to get you sick. And she came and gave me a hug. <laughs> she didn't care. And that, that meant the world to me that she didn't care. And then that same week, a couple days later, she offered to take my kids and she literally had them from sunup to sundown and like took them to the zoo and took them to the trampoline park, took them to the pool, like, which is, I'm such a homebody. That sounds like way too much for me to do on a normal day, but that's just how she's just super cool like that and likes to take her kids on adventures. And um, my kids had a blast and it showed me like, what I can do to be better, and and um, she's just such a good example of of serving, and and then I found out she had done that for somebody else in our ward who had been really sick. She took her their kids for the whole day. So to me, that is she she does that she does that, and she was interruptible. But we need to be ready, and we need to be interruptible when we are to serve, um, and we need to develop skills that can help us serve. I don't think one of my skills is taking extra kids <laughs> at my house for an entire day, but I know how to make a wicked loaf of bread and cinnamon rolls. And I know I've talked about that on the friendship podcast, on the friendship episode. And those are such easy ways to serve. And I also have a big cutting flower garden so I can make bouquets for people. And that's such an easy way to serve and it brightens people's day. So if we focus on building skills that we know can help others, then that will go a long way too. 
So number six is don't hesitate. This is the hardest one for me because I always question myself uh, when I feel the need to serve because the last thing I want to do is put, um, to like push my way into things where people don't want someone to push their way into. And I need to remember the other advice I gave where um, I think people want, generally want to be helped and need to be helped. And so I shouldn't hesitate when I have the thoughts to serve someone and just do it. And when we just do it, I think we're blessed more and people around us, the people we served are, serve are blessed. Number seven is to be approachable. This kind of goes with number five. But you aren't going to be asked to help if you aren't approachable or if people don't know you. So if you want to serve, you have to get to know people and do what comes next, which is number eight. Start with a basis of love. When we focus on loving as Jesus loves, it's going to be a whole lot easier to serve people, especially people we may not like or don't understand. I love how Jesus loved. He ate and spoke with sinners. And it's interesting when the Bible talks about the sinners because aren't we all sinners? <laughs> um, but I guess it mentions sinners in the way that the Jews thought of sinners. And um, so he invited, he ate with them, spoke to them, and then he invited them to live a better way and to follow him and to repent. And that's how Jesus loves. We love everyone, but we also stand up for our beliefs, which means we don't let our beliefs get in our way of serving. And I. Definitely don't agree with everyone. Most people maybe. Uh, so if I decided not to serve them, that would be sad. So don't qualify your service. Serve others no matter how they are different to you and love them. So those are the eight ways that I was inspired to share you. Eight ways to be a guardian of service. I hope that those were... Oh, hold on. Nope. I want to share more about number eight, about loving. Uh, a couple, I want to share a couple examples of not qualifying your love when it comes to service. And those first example are from my parents. Uh, it's interesting because I totally was going to say something else about my parents, but I feel, but something came to my mind as I was about ready to talk about what I was going to talk about about them. <laughs> if you understood any of that, you win. <laughs> um, my parents. Um, I mentioned the last week's episode how my mom uh, becomes friends. She's just really good at becoming friends with people and especially the people who need friends the most. And, um, and she sacrificed many hours and many days talking to them on the phone or feeding them dinner or um, being there for them when it was inconvenient or when she would have rather done something else because she knew that that's what they needed. And um, that's a really big example of me, example for me of loving those that we serve. But also my parents have a cool calling at church right now. They're, um, they've been asked to serve as um, to teach Sunday school in the prisons in their area. And the people they work with have done very, very, very not good things. And um, but they've had some really surprising and enriching lessons in in the Sunday school classes in the prisons. And it just goes to show you that anyone is redeemable, and anyone is everyone is worth 
um, worth having the discussion of Jesus Christ and his word. And um, it might be a very long time for these people to seek the redemption that Jesus Christ offers because of the things that they did, but they deserve to have the opportunity to talk about him. And so it's cool to hear the stories from my parents about serving in the prisons. And it's not the first time my dad has had the opportunity he he did when we lived in California and I was a teenager too. Um, and it, there were just so many cool experiences that he had doing that. Um, another example is Ammon in the Book of Mormon when he offered to be King Lamoni's servant. He uh, went into the Lamanite territory. Lamanites were the Nephites or enemies or rather vice versa. The Lamanites hated the Nephites. And uh, so it was not terribly safe to go into the Lamanite territory for a Nephite. And of course, uh, Ammon was captured and uh, he offered to be King Lamoni's servant. And this act of service, act of love uh, from him ended up leading this whole group of people to be um, become members of the church and to um, find redemption through Christ, which was so cool. And it's such an awesome story. So those are the eight ways that we can be guardians of service. Now to finish out this podcast episode, just like every other episode, I get to pick someone who I think is a guardian of the virtue we talk about. And so today, um, the person I think is a guardian of service is my husband. And uh, if he he's going to listen, he listens to my podcast and I he will probably be shy about the fact that I'm going to talk about him, but because he's more private and uh, like not on social media or anything like that. But I, um, besides my parents, every, I didn't think I was going to get so emotional in today's podcast episode, but um, I have a lot. I won't apologize though, because it's just how I do. Um, besides my parents and the example they are to me of service, uh, my husband has taught me what it truly means to serve other people. Um, he very rarely takes time for himself. He has a demanding job that is very long hours. And so it's just a very demanding job. And so when he gets home, he's probably really tired and exhausted. But from the time he gets home to the time my children go to bed, and even after that, for me, he is serving them. He's doing the dishes. He's playing with them, with my children. He um, helps me put them to bed. In fact, he does more of the bedtime routine than I do. <laughs> and and so by the time he gets ready for bed, he hardly had time for himself. And um, that's a really big. He serves my family every day that way. And whenever there's someone in need at church or in our family, he doesn't even hesitate. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what else he wanted to do with his time. He always helps. And there's a joke in our ward because um, he wears a tie to to work. And if he has to head straight from work to whatever service is being done, whether someone is moving or whatever, he'll be he'll show up in his tie. And he'll just, he'll keep it on while he's doing the service. And so the joke is that people have never seen him without a tie, which is, is kind of true. 
and uh and so that's funny but he literally well he would take the shit off his back if he needed if that was how someone needed help he has a lot of skills that he can use to help people fix things or do things and he's just used them over and over again but he doesn't think of himself ever in fact i probably encourage him to think of himself a little bit more than he does because people need that too we need to be take care of our our health and and our spirituality and everything i mentioned about the lord's way self-reliance is important and so anyways he is the greatest example of being a guardian of service that i have and i'm so grateful and he's taught i'm generally um a selfish naturally a selfish person and he has taught me that by his example how how i should really live and so i'm grateful for his example um so when was jesus a guardian of service that's the second thing that we talk about at the end of every podcast episode and when was jesus not a guardian of service right i mean just like everything every type of guardian of any virtue you can be jesus was a guardian of that virtue right he still is and so the one i want to talk about is something i've talked about and it's before it's the story that's on my mind all the time when i think about jesus and that's the miracle um where jesus held the woman with an issue of blood and I love that story one because she had enough faith to be healed just because just by touching the robe, his robe, and she was, she had enough faith and she was healed. But what I really love about this miracle is that Jesus was on his way to serve someone else when this miracle happened. Um, And he stopped and he talked to her and um, told her that she had a ton of faith and all that stuff. And he was just, he was interruptible i think that's the biggest way we can serve somebody is by being interruptible and stopping and serving when we need to and i think most every time that jesus served and did these miracles it was never convenient and it was often when he was on his way to somewhere else and that's just a huge example of of what it means to be a guardian of service so i'm so grateful for jesus and for his example and I hope that I can be better at doing that. <laughs> and um, I am grateful for you for being willing to listen to this podcast. And I hope that, that today's episode has blessed you and been at least a little thought-provoking for you. And so I can't wait to talk to you next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you walk away filled with strength and power or dare I say, virtue, as you use your own gifts for good too. Podcasts live by the reviews that are written for them. Please leave a review and let me know what you think. I hope you all have a blessed day. Bye.